Hackers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. I'm glad the tornado didn't hit you because apparently a big old shit storm hit uh, the Cleveland Browns, Matt. <laughs> Where do you want to start, buddy? Well, this is the best part. Okay, so you alienate Baker Mayfield. You then sign Deshaun, uh, to touch me, Jackson, Watson. And, and, and now it looks like he's going to be suspended for the whole year. So this year is about to go right down the freaking tubes for the the Cleveland Browns, who were right on the edge of getting in there. Now they're just taking four steps back. So then they trade Baker Mayfield to Carolina for a fifth-round draft pick, and the and Browns are going to pay. A yeah. fifth-round conditional. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just in, case, just in case he suddenly, you know, does what he was doing in Cleveland. But – so they're trading them. They're paying what ten point four, and the and Carolina's yeah, paying five. Here you go. So the Cleveland Browns agree to trade quarterback Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers on Wednesday for a twenty twenty four conditional draft pick. The Panthers will pay four point eight five million of Mayfield's salary, while the Browns will still pay ten point five million dollars of the dude's salary. So fifth round now, conditional. And they're still paying ten million to get rid of Baker. See, and my question to you is, wouldn't you have rather that we spent a fifth round draft pick and grab Baker Mayfield? I mean, really, Baker sitting behind Aaron for a year? Do you think that outcome would be better than the Jordan Love experiment? Probably. And we talked about this. There was opportunities where we could have traded straight up for certain players, right? Like love for this dude, love for that guy. Baker would have been an ideal target to say, we'll give you love. <laughs> you give us Baker. We'll take on the $5 million in, in salary to have him back up Rodgers for a year or two or whatever he decides and have a capable quarterback. I think Baker, I, I'm a Baker defender. Um, I like that guy more than most people do. Um, that guy was great in college, translated. I think he just, he felt, to the wrong organization, just like, and not to give shit to the Bears, but the just Browns like are bad. Yeah, they're just, it's a bad organization to be a quarterback and try. I think the change of senior is going to be good for him. But right before we hopped on, I was asking you, and you said, well, Sam Darnold, he's going to sit behind Sam Darnold. And I was like, no, he's going to win that job. So, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'll give you two reasons why. Number one, he was traded for a fifth round pick. I think, uh, I think he gives the, uh, them um, uh, security behind Sam Darnold. Because remember, the Carolina Panthers were rolling until Donald got hurt. 
right? They were rolling. So I think he gives them security. I think Baker, especially coming in this late, gives them a great solid backup. So you Myself, believe that I'm Baker... A little, I'm a little sore that we didn't grab that for a fifth round pick. For sure. For sure. And 4 million bucks or 4.85 million. Even if he still, sat behind love, right? Like even if, even if that. Well, see, that's the question. That's the second question I have for you. Do you think Baker really would have been traded, would have allowed a trade to another team to not start and have a starting job opportunity with Seattle there? And apparently there's something going on with him beyond, right? Cause executives talk and whatever clash happened, I'm sure both sides are at fault, but there was something there because Seattle flat out said, we're not interested in Baker. You know, there's teams that are, there's still several QB needy teams that didn't even, who didn't get him for a fifth round pick. And I wonder if they're all saying, holy shit, he was only a fifth round pick or were people really that uninterested in bringing Baker into their organization? Maybe it's an Antonio Brown situation where the dude's talented, but he's kind of cancerous in the locker room, right? Where, Maybe it's his personality, his attitude, or something. Well, he got traded to the NFC, so you would think maybe Seattle would have been a good choice. But For Seattle's sure. got Drew Locke, right? I mean, he's a lock. Lock, 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 lock. They basically got the exact same quarterback. That's what Carolina yeah. did. I was looking at these numbers. Here you go. So completions for Baker, 253. Sam Darnold, 243 on 418 attempts, 60.5% completion percentage for Baker, 243, 406 for 59.9 for Darnold. It's 0.6. It's a half a percent difference. They're the same. Where there is a big difference, or a, a, I guess a sizable difference, is 3,010 yards for Baker, 2,527 for Darnold. Um, yards per attempt, 7.2. That's a sticky stat, right? The yards per attempt is something where it's good, but Darnold was at 6.2. It's a yard less. They're, neither one of them are being world beaters at this point. 17 TDs for Baker, nine for Sam, 39 TDs apiece for each. Um, they were both sacked a shit ton of times. We know this already. The rushing is where there is a big difference because you have basically – you know, Darnold rushed 50 times during the season for 200 yards, 4.6 yards a carry, had five touchdowns on the ground. So it's the legs, right? But Baker came out and had that same kind of moniker when he came out of, and I think maybe the Browns didn't utilize that as much with him. I, it's such a weird situation, man, but I agree. I think we missed an opportunity bringing him to the Packers, but so did a lot of other teams. So there must be something there. I mean, there's a lot of talk. There's uh, um, uh, uh, the guy out of uh, Seattle, the end out of S Seattle. There's talk about, uh, um, I can't even remember his name now, Julio Jones coming to Green Bay. There's a lot of talk about, they keep showing, uh, Travis Rudolph, Rudolph, who used to play for uh, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Kyle Rudolph. Rumor, or Kyle Rudolph, sorry. Mm -hmm. he, he's, he's, uh, he, he's rumored to come. So, Clearly, we're attempting to make moves. Mm -hmm. We're talking. The phone is up, and they're talking to – they're, they're going to make a move, whether it's yeah. prior to training camp or, like you said, most of the moves that we make are two or three weeks into the season. Once they actually see some game time and they see where the holes really are, 
to figure out what we need to do, that might be the time that they pull the trigger. But again, Julio is obviously, he hasn't even been called in to go see anybody. Baker was not even looked at, you know, Kaepernick came in and tried out for the Raiders and they basically all reports was it was the worst fucking workout that they had seen. He was not a good quarterback before he left. And I understand all the social stuff and what he did, but he was generally not a good quarterback anymore. Trey Lance, right, is obviously going to be the starter um, to open up the season for the 49ers. And now it looks that Garoppolo is starting to come around. Would you take Garoppolo as a backup? For the Packers? No. Coming no, from the his ego will system. rub. His ego will rub. Uh, uh, his ego will rub. Uh, what's his name's uh, ego? Um, Lafleur. Uh, Rogers ego. Oh, his ego will rub Rogers ego. Okay, dude. And where does all of this leave the Browns? It leaves them with Hope oh, Brissett. They've got no quarterback. They've got no quarterback. They've got uh, uh, no wide receivers. They traded those guys away. They've got a handful of picks for this year. I guess they're just going to get kicked around the basement of their division for a while until the end of the year, and then they'll reload on draft picks again. The problem is is, – They went from the cusp of being good, right, on just what they always do, right on the verge, and then they just took 10 steps back. And – yeah, it's the Bears, man. It's the Bears of the AFC. That's what the, that's what the Browns are. I I think you're giving the Browns a little more credit than they deserve <laughs> because the Bears the Bears have won a Super Bowl in the last forty years. That's true, right? That's fair. The Browns, they just I some teams. I'm convinced are there simply just to be a team. And they don't care if they win 16 games or lose 16 games, i.e. the Lions, okay? Cleveland, right? There's a handful of teams out there, Jacksonville. They And they go, ooh, we're making great moves. Yeah, you're paying number three wide receivers 84 million bucks. Yeah. You're making stupid moves. You know, I, I've said it before on this pod, and I'll say it again. When you're building a team, the last thing you want to put into place is the quarterback. You don't take the quarterback and then attempt to build a team around him while he learns on the fly. Okay. Take a look at any quarterback that's drafted that goes to a shit team. They have a shit season. They have struggled the whole first year, right? Look at, look at uh, uh, the giants, the jets, look at uh, Cleveland, a thousand and one quarterbacks that died in Cleveland, right? You need to have, have a good offensive line, a run game, and a defense, and then you can plug a wide receiver in there and get him some weapons. The Packers have a great offensive line, a run game, and a defense, right? Look at the scenarios that you place these guys in, right? Okay, you place these guys in scenarios with teams that can only win four or five games, and then you put them in and you go, come on, damn it. Why aren't we going to the playoffs? Why aren't you Aaron Rodgers? Well, Aaron Rodgers got a team that went to the NFC Championship game, and then he took over. Why aren't you Joe Burrow? Jordan Love, Jordan Love, yeah, Jordan Love is going to take a team that constantly makes the playoffs with a great defense, a great run game, and a great O line, and he's going to have good success. You've got to set these guys up for success, or you're going to Tim Couch these guys. Tim Couch, I keep using him as an excuse, as, as an example, because in college, Tim Couch was incredible. 
right? He was touted as this is the guy, this is good. And they, they just tore him to shreds. You remember what you remember what John Gruden did to Cadillac Williams in Tampa? Right? He ran, him into he the, ran the legs off of him. Yeah, he ran, ran the legs the off of him, burned him out in the first year. Burned him out. Yep. Yep. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. And so people constantly criticize the Packers. Oh, well, they draft and develop, and these guys sit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so that they come in ready to go in a positive situation where they can contribute positively, not in a, the Titanic is three-quarters sunk, the band is underwater. Here, get the... Here are the keys. Oh, write it again. Yeah, yeah. here are the right? keys. Come on, Captain. Yeah. It's like, it's not going to happen, man. Even if Jesus Christ himself played for the Cleveland Browns, they would not make the playoffs. All right. What franchise, and there, I believe there is probably only one or two answers to this question, Matt. What other franchise or franchises have the same mentality that the Green Bay Packers do right off the bat? Who's the first team that comes to mind? that has that same draft and develop, bring your players up, consistency at the ownership position, consistency with their coaches, consistency with quarterbacks where they've only switched a few times. Well, nobody's really had the consistency at quarterback that the Packers have, but maybe maybe the Steelers. That's it. Right? That's, that's my answer for me. And, that's the and, Steelers. And, and maybe the Patriots. Those are my two answers. I mean, you look at 15 right? years like, with, um, and, and I mean, Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season in 15 years, even with the teams that he's had and having problems with Ben these last few years. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing, dude. It, it, it's, it's absolutely astounding. And what I, do they do? I don't they think there's any well. other teams, right? No. Why would I think they not? That's it. I think it's just the three. Like I don't, out of 32 teams, that's it. Who else drafts and develops and doesn't go for the big splashes and goes and pays Amari Cooper $90 million oh. and $90 million? So the Cowboys are out. The Eagles, all they do is just bring in players. Washington, yeah. all they do is bring in players. So there goes the NFC East. Look well, at uh, – And they draft terribly. Washington drafts terribly, yeah. terribly too. And I guess it starts yeah, with the there's GM, nobody right? like when I think about, I mean, maybe Denver, I guess maybe Denver, Denver seems to have ever since John Elway got there, they seem to be doing that because their whole line, their run game and their defense has been stellar. They just haven't been able to get any quarterback, quarterback. play. Well, he just, yeah. he's swung and missed so many times on quarterback since he's been the GM and whatever he is, president of, of football operations there, that as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time cannot identify quarterback talent, apparently. Like, just sorry. Yeah. This is the thing, right? And everybody, and we've talked about this on the draft, everybody sits down and they go, okay, I got, I, I watched Bruce run the 40. I watched Bruce do his cone drill. I've watched him all throughout college. This guy is prime primped, ready to go, ready. And they put you in. And for some reason, Bruce it's gets the, the hiccups and that's it. He, he just can't do it. And then you get another guy that everybody says, well, I guess we'll take him because we have a seventh round pick. I don't know what else I'm going to do. And they do something spectacular like Terrell Davis, like Tom Brady, like, right. We don't. Aaron Jones. These are your best guesses. Right. And if these guys, it, what did that one GM say? It was, I think it was Gut, 
I think it was Goot said it, and they said, uh, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you get. He said, "It's my best guess." He said, "My job is to be more right than wrong. That's all I have to do is be more right 51%. than wrong." One percent. Yeah, right. If I get fifty-one percent of my drafts hit. Man, and when you look at the list, you go, well, that's ridiculous, 51%. And then you look at the list and you go, this team drafted eight guys and only one guy was a player, right? That's like, it's 10%. So, yeah, they've only got to get 51%. And I think Goot's probably somewhere around 65. Last three know? years. You think about the contributors we have on this team and why we are yeah. where we are. Having to, I mean, again, we've said this a thousand times. We're in a situation where it's a good problem to have where we've got basically the best left tackle. More than likely, we're going to have an Eldon Jenkins, a right tackle that's going to be one of the top in the league. Uh, Josh Myers is painting to be a pretty damn good center. Then you talk about, um, I mean, we'll see what the wide receivers, and I'm not even going to get into that because they have a lot to prove. I'm not even going to yeah. go down. But on the defensive side, we have, again, this is why I asked you that question, like what guy is going to get their first Pro Bowl not? I mean, they're everywhere, like on the defensive yeah. Oh, yeah. Stacked. And it's all draft picks other than Jerron Reed, Devondre Campbell, who for whatever reason we have. You hit the mute button. You hit the mute button. Fuck me right now. <laughs> hey, Deepak Chona here coming from California. You're, you're listening to Packers Without Borders, the best Packers pod in the game. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on TeePublic, Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. Hey, it's Jess Prowls from Hanko Carnival in Austin, Texas, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders. He said, he said, Jerron Reed, Devondre yeah. Campbell, who, who for some reason has never been in the, well, I can tell you what the reason was. He was with the freaking Atlanta Falcons. But we just drafted a linebacker and he looks pretty freaking solid. Like he, he's probably oh. not, not, oh. a day, not a day one starter. Oh, but I don't know. I don't know. Jeremy, get your pen out. Jeremy, get your pen out. Jeremy, get your pen out. Now, I don't think our base defense, which Joe Barry actually has both linebackers in. No, it's technicality. But yeah. I'm going to say this. Yeah. I'm going to say this. He's a day one starter. Period. Quay he, Walker. He Sway Quay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to bet you on that. Because yeah. I think he's going to beat out Chris Barnes for that position. But – you know, he's going to contribute day one. I, I think the starter moniker is kind of stupid with all of these guys because you look at the other stud that we just, you know, our defensive lineman, but he's going up against Kenny Clark and, you know, guys that have been there for a while. It's not like he's like Enigbar maybe, right? Like there's a couple guys I think they're going to rotate through. They're going to contribute day one. Um, but everything we're talking about is look at the debacle that is 30 – other teams basically at this point where all of a sudden one shoots up and then it's a mere meteoric rise a year too good and then gone we've been consistently good just like the patriots have been consistently good i mean they had their down year two years ago they went and got mac jones 
And last year, the kid did pretty good. So they're right back on track. I think he's going to do really good this year. Yeah, they're right I think back he's going to do really good this year. And the division that he's in is really up for grabs. I mean, he, who's he got? He, it's Buffalo. And then after that, it's the Patriots, right? I mean, your choices Miami, are Miami or well, the Jets. Yeah. Well, the Jets, but, we know, are hot garbage. But Miami... Miami always looks good until about week eight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you remember... So here's the thing with Miami, though. You remember they went 0-7 and then won seven straight and needed to win out to make yeah. the playoffs. And they won no, they won eight straight, yeah, and then lost the last game of the season to not make the playoffs. So they started once they put Tua in there as the starter. But again, Tua is a Justin Fieldsy kind of guy. The way I feel, there's a lot of potential. Yeah, we'll see. Tua I just I can't believe that the Browns browned like they just again. Man, and oh, going after they always the crap the bed. And now they're talking about well, the contract already stipulates, so they know. And this is what kind of irritates me as well with them because I'm never going to root for the Browns. I'm never going to root for Deshaun Watson. I don't care if he's cleared of 20 charges. Bullshit. So, Come on. so, like, so, so, let me ask you a question. It looks yeah. like he, Deshaun, to touch me, Jackson Watson is going to uh, get suspended for the year. Mm-hmm. So, my question to you is, is do uh, the team masseuse come back? <laughs> All I know is that they had already planned on this, and they signed him with a specific purpose to have him miss a year, and Dude, then everything kicks in. Bullshit, man. Come on. Like, there's certain players that should- $230 million. $230 million guaranteed. What are you telling? What are you telling these kids that are growing up? What are you telling my kids? What are you telling the world, right? I know there's a lot of times when the Packers don't grab a guy and they go, oh, well, you know, he's had a kind of shitty pass, so, uh, uh, you know, this and that. And the Packers are like, no, thanks. I love the fact that the Packers are like, listen, not only do we need to put up a viable product, which people enjoy to watch, which is a winning winning team, but we also have to make sure that those kids that are being Packer fans see – these guys as role models see these guys and i know everybody's right now they're you're smashing the horn in your car or you're throwing your drink at the at the bluetooth speaker and you're saying they're not supposed to be real they are role models period they're they're role models and they're not role models in i'm going to stay at home and be exactly like aaron rodgers they're role models in i want to play like, like this guy i want to play like that guy so i want to dress like this guy i want to run like this guy i want to practice like this guy oh this guy you know he's really bad around the sewers well if i want to make 230 million dollars guaranteed right sure come on you're you're role models this is why you get this is why you get hundreds of millions of dollars you have to be a role model and right now if joe montana and steve young could be sharing you know a plaza suite with 100 hookers and 10 pounds of cocaine and no one cares because you ain't playing no more right you ain't playing no more but when you're playing in that little bit of a window, that little slice of your life, and really from the age of, let's say, 21 to 30, okay, let's mm-hmm. say, let's say it's probably even less than that. The average NFL career is probably only four years, right? But let's say 29 to 21 to 30, you played nine years. You had a pretty good nine years of your life is like 
Okay. The other 90% of your life is what you can do with it. And, and really, don't you want to get a little bit older so that you can really know what you want to do with the money? And then, and then when you go and wig out in Vegas and go to the bunny ranch or whatever it is that floats your boat, then you know, then you can do it right. Like, oh, yeah, it's nobody. Like, it's like, it's like rugs, right? Rugs gets all that money and then he's got to drive drunk, right? It, it's, it's when you baffling. can afford, a, uh, yeah, when you can afford even just an Uber, like hell dude, what did I do? I, I got fucked up on July 4th. I was home, but even at home, what I decided to do is start drinking a bunch of water. Like just common sense. If I'm going to be out, I'm not going to drive. I'm going to get an Uber and spend the 25 bucks on an Uber or I have a designated driver. And at that age, you just get a chauffeur, have somebody drive you around for $50,000. Millions of dollars. Pay somebody $50,000 a year to drive you around wherever you want to go. And I guarantee you there's tons of people that'll do that for you. That's all I'm saying. It, it drives me insane, Matt, that, that because there is – I do cross over, and I think trying to separate what we can control from what we can't control is the difference, right? Like the whole Roger situation, we got – I got very bent out of shape with one thing versus the other, but that has – it. there's a difference between, I guess – not necessarily vaccination status, but that versus sexually assaulting oh. 24 women to me is unforgivable. I don't care. I would not even have looked his way. I don't care how much talent you have. I'd much rather have Baker Mayfield or a, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo or a, why didn't you go after you? They had, they could have gotten Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. I would have kept Baker. I would have kept Baker, got him another weapon, and tried to uh, strengthen up that old line for him because the guy is just getting torn apart back there. That's what I would have done. That's what I would have done. But, I mean, that's just me using common sense, right? Like, I was a Baker Mayfield fan. Baker turned that team around to something viable, and he he was starting to get on the cusp. And with OBJ, he was doing pretty good. And then all of a sudden, just, and they go, oh, let's go get the guy. Listen, if you're a $100 million athlete, you're in the limelight, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, I'll be straight up with you. If, if I hear that there's one allegation that, you know, oh, uh, you were inappropriate or something like that, I think to myself, well, you know what? Sometimes these are just people who are trying to cash in. Sometimes these people aren't very nice. You know, they, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. When there's 24, yo, shit, there's not smoke. There's a goddamn forest fire and your house is burning down. And if you can't see the flames and the smoke, there's something wrong with you. 24? I mean, one, you're like, we might be able to doubt that. Two, you're like, yeah, I don't think you can doubt it. Two people are saying it. There's no way you can doubt it. 24? That's in cement. That's in cement. And there's four that thankfully and you know what, praying for their souls and their lives because you know they're going to get a lot of backlash, but four women stood up and did not take the money on the settlement, right? Like they paid off all these people and everybody said, yes, there's four. If one of those cases goes to fruition, that fucker's going to see jail and I won't mind it one bit. I hope you go to fucking jail. Like I just, that is something that is absolutely unexcusable to me as as a man. You respect a woman, period. Have you never seen, I mean, these are people with almost unlimited resources. Have you never seen OnlyFans? Have you never seen Pornhub? Have you never seen Charlie Sheen used to lock himself in 
a Waldorf hotel suite with three porn stars and do outrageous things all weekend long and pay them. You can't, you can't do that. You can't, you have to, there's something mentally wrong with you. Exactly. I mean, first off, there's something mentally wrong with you if you're doing what Charlie Sheen's doing, but there's something mentally wrong with you. If you think that you can just get away with that because that's the problem. The entitlement superstar. The entitlement component of it is what really bothers me the most about this, where they know they have money. And instead of using your money for, like you said, influencing people positively and doing the right things and being a role model, you're using that money as a power grab because you know that you can weasel your way fucking out of it. Dude, like you talk about this, even we as a, I mean, we are the greatest podcast on the planet. We're not making a hundred million dollars a year, but even we have a social responsibility with what we do. Like we are very careful yeah. about what we put out there and what we defend and what we don't. And because we have to take a stance, even we have a certain responsibility. There's you're much braver than I am Matt. I must say, because if, if I just, I don't want to get into it with a lot of people. Um, but there's a responsibility that we have just as well. So imagine multiplying that times millions of eyeballs constantly seeing you and constantly being with you. Um, and looking at your every move and having the paparazzi or whatever you want to say, people looking at everything that you do, you have to, you have to be responsible with the, the with great power comes great responsibility. And you want to make a hundred million dollars a year. There's a certain way you have to act. There's a code of contact conduct. It's in your agreement. All these people that are on social media. Ah, yeah. Well, weed's legal. Yeah. Well, he signed a deal that said he wasn't going to do it. And then he did it. So he broke his agreement. Much like if you don't pay your mortgage, how they take your house. You broke the agreement. There are four corners of that contract. Just like Judge Judy says, there are four corners of this contract and either we honor all of it or none of it, but there's nothing on the outside there's no other, it's just right there on that page. And if on that page, it says to Sean, can't smoke pot, can't run around touching women and you run around and you're touching women. Guess what? You're breaking your contract. There's codes. Of, if you don't like your contract, you don't have to sign it. Nobody's holding a gun to your head and saying, take this hundred million dollars or else they're telling you, if you want this hundred million dollars, there's conditions. We can't have you driving through the middle of town drunk as hell. We can't have you shooting off a gun in the middle of a mall. We can't, right? There's, there's a handful of things that you can't do. Man, when you, when you move up into certain levels of football or sports and you start getting into that double A and triple A and semi-professional, there are codes of conduct. There are rules of conduct and they want you to act accordingly and if you don't want to there are ten thousand other guys in line begging for your spot that will period it's up to you you signed it freely you put your name on the dotted line and said absolutely that's exactly what i'm going to do and they handed you a big bucket of money do what you say you're going to well do. that is old school thinking though matt and i agree with you 100 but look at all these players now not even playing out their full rookie contracts not appreciative of the fact that guess what they took a chance on you now that you've proven yourself you're not even done with your contract and you're already asking to get paid and if not you're going to sit out you know what Le'Veon bell is the perfect example of somebody who deserves to be on the fucking street because you know what you had a good thing going you went, you did your little tirade, you went and got paid, and guess what? Now you're on a practice squad. 
Yeah. Good. Good riddance, buddy. Same thing with AB. Not talking about the talent, just like with Deshaun Watson. There's a big difference between talent on the field and what you are outside. And I, and that's something I genuinely appreciate about the Packers. And not that they don't pick up guys with quite like questionable past or things that have happened in the past, but who the fuck in this world does not have some sort of questionable past? Oh, absolutely. Correct it. Did you fix it? Did you do something to better yourself and to better society and to better everything else? Fuck you, Deshaun Watson. Good for you. Go Baker. Go do your thing in Carolina. Can't wait for you to actually have a fresh start. I hope the Browns shit the bed and continue being the Browns. Um, and the bears fucking suck and the Vikings are terrible and just, I can't, I, it, it just, that's all that came into my head today. When I saw that he finally got traded, it just, it bothers me to no end that, the, the Browns put themselves in this situation because they 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 did what they do instead of betting on a on character and trying to find somebody that's that's good for your franchise. You go and you you get star eyed with the guy with, that has a high ceiling, but don't give a shit about what he did in society. Go fuck yourself, Browns, and fuck you. And you know what? Yeah, you know what? Every now and then. T- Somebody's got. If somebody wants to say something absolutely freaking stupid, start waving their stupid flag and show their freaking ignorance. Yeah, I'll jump right in there. You know why? I don't give a fuck. You want to call me names? You want to come up with? Man, you haven't you haven't even heard of the creative stuff that people have called me before. So get in line. You want to call? I just had some woman say, "Oh, you you do it first, neck licker." That's what she said to me. That's what she said to me. She wasn't even part of any of the subject or any and anything. She just jumps in there. Are you first, dick licker? I responded, you're the one that doesn't have laugh lines. Those are stretch marks. Blow. Okay? Beat it. Like, come on. You got to you gotta have about 98% of I don't give a hell and 2% of I only worry about the stuff that I can control and my family. And that's it. 100%. Right? 100%. Now, we were supposed to do a meteorologist or a porn star today. And unfortunately I am not prepared, but no, 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 no. Stop that. It's, I told you I, I had to work all this one's on me. I had to work. It doesn't matter, but I have a joke. Okay. I have a joke. Okay. All right. Here we go. So this guy's standing at the bar and he's having a couple of drinks and he looks over and he watches this guy. He's talking to this girl. He comes back. And he's folding up this piece of paper. He puts it in his pocket. And the guy says, what is that that girl's phone number? The guy says, yeah. He says, how, uh, how, how'd you get her number? And he goes, well, I kind of use a little bit of a trick. Uh, I walk up to them from kind of behind and I say, uh, tickle your ass with a feather. And when they turn around and say, what? I say, typical nasty weather. And then they kind of laugh and go, yeah. And then we talk for a few minutes. And before you know it, I get their phone number. And the guy says, he slims his, slams his beer back. And he goes, that doesn't freaking work. And the guy says, no, watch this walks over to this beautiful brunette and he says, tickle your ass with the feather. She goes, what? He goes, typical nasty weather. She goes, yeah, it is. And then they start talking. And a few minutes later, he walks back over. He's got her number. Well, the guy has a couple more shots and he goes, I bet you it wouldn't work on that redhead over there. And he's getting a little drunker. And he goes, all right, all right, watch this. He walks over. He goes, tickle your ass with the feather. She goes, what? He goes, typical nasty weather. She goes, yeah. Yeah, it is. And they kind of giggle and laugh. And a couple minutes later, he comes back with her phone number. The guy says, I'm going to try this. And he walks right over to this girl and he says, shove a quill up your ass. She goes, what? And he goes, fuck, it's cold out. <laughs> that was actually one. Of, I, 
you're much better at telling it, but that joke right there is a classic, my man. That is a, that is a middle school classic. Yeah, oh yeah. That's a 1988 classic throwback right there. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I told that joke. I I told that joke to uh, 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 my a couple of my staff today, and uh, they just absolutely fucking died. I love it. Right on, brother. Another day, another dollar. Wednesday in the books. I'm going to go see anything box right now. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's some electronic music from the late 80s. So got the VIP experience. My wife got the VIP thing because it's like a little small, tiny little place. Like the tickets are like 36 bucks or whatever. But I'm going to get to go nostalgic and listen to some of the music that I love listening to when I was growing up. So throwback to 88 again, apparently. I'm doing 88, anything boxing. You just did the greatest joke from 1988. There you go. Oh, man. There you go. Right on, brother. <laughs> right on, man. You have yourself a uh, great night, and uh, we'll uh, see you for Saturday. Oh, it's going to be good Saturday. Peace. Go back, go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go! Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.